Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds revealed that his enormous body of work is partially due to his anxiety. Chance the Rapper also opened up about his own mental health struggles, including PTSD. And we're talking with BuzzFeed News' Ellie Hall about the orchestrated Twitter campaign being waged against Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It's November 1st, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. <laughs> Shyla, the best and biggest surprise of the weekend for me is that Cal Penn came out by just casually announcing he has a fiance named Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was so taken aback, but like thrilled and happy for him. Yes. I've literally, one, love that his name is Josh. Don't know his last name. I know that Josh loves NASCAR. Love that for both of them. I love that they found this happiness. I love that they kept it, like, I mean, not a secret, but he was able to keep something private, which is amazing when you're in the spotlight. Exactly. And then, okay, wait, I I need to read you this quote that uh, he uh, told to people. Mm. He said, I shared things with my parents and close friends first. I know this sounds jokey, but it's true. When you've already told your Indian parents and the South Asian community that you intend to be an actor for a living, really any conversations that come after that are super easy. Wait, I didn't hear him say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I love it. And I love that he has support from his family and friends. Yes. No, it's, it's great all around. Like, I hope we get wedding pics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. Okay, so to kick things off today, it would definitely be an understatement to say that Ryan Reynolds stays booked and busy, and it turns out it's in part because of his anxiety. He told the Wall Street Journal, quote, I tend to pave over anxiety with work and, to a lesser extent, achievement. I tend to bite off way more than I could or should chew. He added that he thinks his, quote, Canadian sensibility makes him feel like he always has to follow through on his promises, even when it's at the cost of his own well-being. Um, first, I always forget he's Canadian. Um, and second, that is a very big thing about him. Is it? 
is it though? <laughs> I feel like he talks about it a lot. Okay, maybe I'm just not really focused on Ryan Reynolds, which is fair. Um, but I feel like a lot of people in Hollywood must feel this way because, you know, he's not the only person that is, you know, I don't want to say a workaholic, but like feeling that pressure of having to say yes to things. I I don't know. I feel like that's very common. Uh, maybe not at, as a root cause of anxiety, but just maybe just a strong work ethic. I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Well, Shiloh, I was actually kind of shocked when you said uh, that you were just started talking about Hollywood and how hard it must be because I was like, Shiloh, this is you. Never once have you logged off of Slack. You are always working. I, yes. I mean, is that bad? Probably. Um, I'm a workaholic. I don't, I don't know what to say. We're just gonna, but we're gonna move past it. We're just gonna ignore uh, that for now. We? <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should process that. But yes, uh, and again, we already said it, but um, I- I'm glad that he's aware of it. And I'm glad that hopefully he can feel like he can say no to things. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of struggles with mental health, Chance the Rapper recently talked about his own with Taraji P. Henson on her Facebook Watch show. After saying he's been through, quote, a lot of dark days, Chance opened up about witnessing violence. Obviously, I deal with PTSD. I saw my friend killed in front of me when I was uh, 19. I've seen seen people I didn't know get killed, too. Like, and you become kind of like numb to it like somebody else died last week but it stays with you you know what i mean and you don't realize until later like it could have like lasting effects and stuff man i had no idea that he had been through anything like this that's horrible it really is and yes obviously he has ptsd from that that is a completely traumatic thing to witness and go through and you know i'm glad like the first step i feel like is always talking about it because you know like shame hides in the shadows kind of thing so it's just like if you keep that to yourself it's just going to keep growing and growing in the dark and letting it out is you know hopefully a way for him to move forward and process yeah i really feel like that's a theme for everything we've talked about so far today is just being open and like honest about what you're going through. All right. So moving on, we all know that Twitter is one of the worst places on the internet. Like it's a never ending parade of toxicity. It can be even worse if you're a famous person and even worse if you happen to be Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have been very vocal in the past about the hate they receive on social media. But a new analysis shows that some of these online attacks are more coordinated than previously thought. Today, we're talking with BuzzFeed News' Ellie Hall about some of these new discoveries. Hi, Ellie. Thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. So, you know, you are our expert on the royal family, and you recently wrote a piece for BuzzFeed News about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, specifically about all of the hate and negative comments they've been receiving on Twitter as of late. Can you tell us about what you found out? Of course. So this isn't something new. This has been happening for forever. It really got worse when Megan was pregnant with her first child in terms of just like Twitter harassment. But what you have here are accounts whose only purpose, it seems, is to tweet negative things about Megan and Harry. And this goes everything from like, oh, Megan, I don't like the outfit she's wearing today. Or why is Megan involving herself in U.S. politics? This past week, she wrote a letter um, urging paid family leave for all uh, and just like publicly published this letter. Uh, but stuff like that. And then you have the absolutely insane conspiracy theories among those 
Megan was never pregnant. She used something called a moon bump to fake her pregnancies. And Archie and Lily, their two new children, or their new daughter, they were either born via surrogate or their dolls. Oh, wow. And you know, okay, so you're talking about these accounts that are just meant to harass her. Do we have any idea if these accounts are real people or if they're bots? We do. So that I worked with Bot Sentinel, which is a very well-known in extremism reporting circles and misinformation. They use Twitter's API data to analyze tweets from accounts. And they that's one of the things they do. They try to figure that out is, are these accounts automated or are these real people? And again, like doing this kind of thing, it's not an exact science, but I personally went over all of the data before this report that we did was published and verified it. But to answer your question, with Megan and Harry trolls, that's the thing. They're real people. These are not automated bot accounts. The report that Bot Sentinel released said that there are 83 accounts in total and 55 of them are the ones that like promote most of the original content. And then the other accounts just retweet it. But these are real people. This is not, you know, an automated bot campaign that people have paid for. And one of the interesting things that Christopher found and talked to me about, Christopher is Christopher Boozy, the CEO of Bot Sentinel. One of the things that he said to me that was really interesting is that they are able to hide from a lot of what Bot Sentinel's automatic analysis would do. They had to do this report manually. They had to look at each account manually because they're so good at hiding these negative Megan tweets with positive tweets about the rest of the royal family. So that sort of helps him slide into the radar, but also raises some questions. Like it's not just people who hate Meghan and Harry, it's people who support the royal family and particularly who support Prince William and his wife, Kate Middleton, Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. So you mentioned that you spoke with Christopher and he is even personally coming under fire on Twitter for launching the investigation. Do you get a sense that these kinds of personal online attacks are just part of his everyday job? No, and it wasn't. Uh, like Christopher and I are now signal buddies because we're trying to deal with the amount of harassment that we're both getting. For me, at least, it's calling out my journalistic credentials. But for Christopher, it's a million times worse. He's a black man. People have tweeted photos of him comparing him to a primate. But the worst thing with that with him is that it's getting really personal. Someone created a fake Twitter account pretending to be his daughter and claimed that he was a child abuser. And just completely someone using old photos from his account pretending to be his daughter. And he's like, my daughter is a grown woman and they're putting photos of a teenager out there. Someone's tweeted his home address. People have gone through old court records. He had bankruptcy records and everything got eventually worked out, but people are like, oh, he's bankrupt. And that's why he's doing all of this. He's just trying to get money for Bot Sentinel, which is a crowdfunded sort of system operation. So it's horrible. So I mean, he's, he's literally getting all of this hate just because he investigated why Meghan Markle is getting hate. Yeah. And the whole reason he was interested in it was because he made some positive tweet about Meghan and Harry, I think when they were in New York a few weeks ago and people immediately glommed onto it. And the, the biggest thing was, A Meghan and Harry person went to a photo he tweeted of his dead mother who died of COVID-19 and said something like, well, it's a good thing she's dead so she doesn't have to be ashamed of her son. And then he was like, oh, you messed with the wrong one. You messed with the wrong one today. Like, I wasn't going to pay attention, but now I am. So it was literally people coming after him that led to him doing this this bigger report. And he's actually now introduced something to, to track hate accounts, which he defined it as this, and I, I also ag- agree with this definition, just single purpose accounts. And you see this sometimes with fan accounts, but 
with Megan and Harry accounts, it's not promoting something. Like you see lots of BTS fans have separate BTS accounts. I, I won't name names, but one of my colleagues at BuzzFeed News has a separate account just for BTS stuff. But that's to support something. And with Harry and Megan, these accounts, their only purpose is to spread misinformation or just hate about this couple. Oh, this is truly awful. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with BuzzFeed News's Ellie Hall. Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking to BuzzFeed News reporter Ellie Hall about the targeted online attacks against Meghan Markle. So, Ellie, one of the most bizarre things about this story is that this campaign doesn't seem to have a motive. Like, there's no goal they're trying to achieve other than being incredibly mean and harmful. And I mean, I know this is speculative, but why do you think these targeted attacks are happening? The thing about this that makes it, like you said, there's no goal, but one part of this that's also makes it very interesting is that they actively seek out people who say nice things about Meghan Markle. And when the story first came out, I was seeing tweets from other reporters saying like, yeah, after I interviewed Meghan, I had people in my mentions saying vile things, not just for weeks, but for months. So if there is any goal, it's actively continuing to do these things. It's not just passive. It's tweeting out this misinformation into the world, but also checking in, you know, on accounts that say nice things. And and honestly, Christopher and I talked about this. Like, this is one of the weirdest things about this campaign because there is no end game. Bot Sentinel did some analysis on uh, accounts tweeting in support of either Amber Heard or Johnny Depp. I'm sure you know there's an ongoing lawsuit about whether or not she abused him. Also, side note, equally like rabid communities. Like if you have a different opinion on these things, they will come after you and harass you. It's bad. I've talked to other reporters about it as well. But they have a goal. Like the people who like Amber Heard and believe her want her to be exonerated. People who support Johnny Depp want her to face 
you know, charges for this. And they also want her fired from Aquaman and other movies. So that's the, the same level of celebrity, because let's refer to Harry and Meghan as celebrities, the same level of celebrity interest and fandom, but there's a goal there. There is no goal here. And Christopher was talking to me, and I think he actually tweeted this too. It's like, you can't even say the goal is for them to leave the royal family anymore. Like, they've moved. They live in California. They're really happy there. They're doing, you know, their charity stuff and their deals with Netflix and Spotify. Like, what is the goal? Do you just want her to kill herself? Do you want them, you know, Harry to divorce her and come back? But there's no clear goal here. It's just hate. And I guess I'm wondering, like, do you see a timeline for this? Like, when did it start? And like, if there is no end goal, do you see it ending at all? I mean, it started from the moment that the news broke that Harry was dating her. Harry very famously released a letter of, I think it was one week, two weeks after the news broke saying that he needed everybody back off because the press, the UK press were making headlines like Harry's new girl is straight out of Compton. People were criticizing her mother, Doria's dreadlocks in the press, but people online sort of picked up on that and fed into it. So they were already you know, finding things like, oh, she used to be a deal or no deal girl. Oh, in this show she does, she's done sex scenes. It started there and it's only gotten worse because, and people like to justify it by saying, well, oh, I don't like their behavior. I don't like what they've done, but it reaches more than that. Like if you're getting into conspiracy theories about pregnancies, like you, you're, you've gone from a level of, oh, I don't think they should fly on private jets or, oh, I, you know, don't think Megan should wear such expensive clothing. But an interesting thing is that pretty much as soon as Megan got on the scene, negative stories about her sister-in-law, Kate, stopped. And that was another big post that I did last year, sort of comparing headlines. But for me, as someone who's been watching this for a long time, the fact that the press coverage shifted so much after like one or two months of positive stuff about Megan after the wedding to negative things coming out and sort of social media picked up on that and just that it fed into the machine. Yep, yep. Like the internet is wont to do is uh, to be hateful behind screens. Um, well, Ellie, I just want to thank you so much for joining us, but I also just want to thank you for continuing to report on this. Thank you for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, eventually we'll all find our fiance named Josh who loves NASCAR. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission clearing my Aunt Beth's name, and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. 
I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia. Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 